0: Take five. Hi, everybody. How are you? This is Brandon Marianne Lee. This is Ashley Williams. We are Her Fantasy Football, but minus the wonderful Courtney Kirby, who is normally the host of the Her Fantasy Football podcast. So please forgive me as I am subpar. Uh, and of course I, uh, messed up immediately with my sound, but I am back, baby. So uh, we couldn't stay away from you guys. We decided we wanted to do a little bit of a Super Bowl preview. I was inspired because the other day I did a live feed uh, for the other fantasy group that I work for, FantasyAlarm.com. If you're part of F.A. Nation, you can go to FantasyAlarm.com right now and sign up for Howard Bender's Big Game. And it's basically a list of prop bets, uh, but you can play, and the first place person gets $500 And we're going to get into kind of those things. You can actually play prop bets all over the place. You can also print off something we got on the Washington Post. Uh, We're going to hopefully get something up on our website where you can print off uh, a fun little game that you can play with your friends and family at the Super Bowl. So make sure to go check it out at FantasyAlarm.com. As I said, I was inspired by Howard Bender in doing this live feed. Um, And by the way, in this live feed that we did over at FantasyAlarm.com, we discussed Clam Dip, which it's the Super Bowl this Sunday, everybody, and everyone is having food and our family tradition is clam dip. Now Howard thought it was disgusting and I revealed that actually my own husband does not like clam dip. This is a staple in our family and Ashley is actually the one who has introduced clam dip to probably more people in the nation than anyone else. It's true. How do you feel about this Ashley Williams?
1: I was, I was shocked. My husband told me yesterday after watching your show and I'm like what do you mean he doesn't like clam dip? How it. has he been with my sister for over a decade? And I am just now hearing he doesn't like clam dip. Like it's 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 blasphemy. And I understand it's funny because Brandon was laughing about how he was afraid <laughs> to tell her because he thought it might break up their relationship. He wasn't Most people would maybe respond with like, that's ridiculous. And I'm like, no, that's a valid concern. Because I almost did not date my husband when I found out he was allergic to seafood because I loved scallops and clam dip so much. I was like, I don't see what future here. I don't know. What am I supposed to do on Sundays? Because I have clam dip almost every Sunday.
0: I think it's incredibly difficult, and um, I I think it's funny that I had forgotten to mention it to you, although maybe I also didn't mention it to you because I was worried I would lose you as a sister. So I think that's what this was. Now, uh, what we'd love to do is hear from you. What are your favorite Super Bowl foods, traditions, things that you wear or do? Uh, You can always reach us on Twitter, at HerFantasyFB. We are always excited to hear from you. Uh, You can also, uh, again, go to our website, HerFantasyFootball.com. Check it out. And, you know, you can send us emails from there too. Listen, we want to hear from you because Super Bowl Sunday is really fun, and I know there's a lot of debate about whether or not this is the most boring selection for two teams for the Super Bowl of all time. In fact, actually, when my husband found out that which two teams were going to be the Super Bowl, he texted me immediately and said, "Do we have to watch? Please, no." Yes. Yes. I said yes. You do. Yes. It's not and just you, and about you, and you root for the Eagles. I don't even understand why it's a debate. But listen, you you got to watch the game. A, it's football, and if you played fantasy all season, you maybe had some of these great players on your team. Um, B, uh, there's the Star-Spangled Banner that's going to be sung by Pink. There's the halftime show that's just in Timberlake. There's all the commercials. There's even a Puppy Bowl, people, that's also going on during halftime. There's a lot to digest. Also, This Is Us will premiere after – or we'll have its – uh mid-season finale, I believe. It's after the Super Bowl, so make sure to tune in for that. Uh, we're going to discuss that a little bit more again once we get into prop bets because, you guys, the thing that's fun about the Super Bowl and these prop bets, uh, and, and you know, so what? You don't gamble. Fine, fine. I, I get that. But what you do is you, you can print these things out and just do like a fun little thing at your Super Bowl party, and the winner gets a thing of M&Ms, okay? It doesn't need to be scandalous here, but we are going to talk about some of the fun things like how long the Star-Spangled Banner is going to be, or whether or not Justin Timberlake will be wearing black shoes or white shoes or red shoes at the beginning of his halftime performance, because this is actually what people do in Vegas, Ashley. That's what they gamble on. How crazy is that? Things that have nothing to do with football or our expertise.
1: I'm not a gambler, but I, I can see the appeal.
0: It's fascinating. Either way, yeah. it's kind of like the Oscar pool that Ashley also puts together every year. It's just fun to do. I like That's competing right. at everything, so we're gonna do all that. Uh, but listen, uh, you know it's January, and normally you're like, eh, "It's just the playoffs. So we have a couple games, and it's easy peasy." But no, one of the biggest blockbuster trades. In just happened. NFL memory, just happened. So we were like, we have to do a show. So even though I was inspired by what I did with Fantasy Alarm, I'm not going to lie, I also was inspired by two of our favorite quarterbacks here at Her Fantasy Football. As you know, if you've gotten any of our cheat sheets, if you listen to any of our advice about waiting on quarterbacks, we almost always suggest two gentlemen. And both of them are involved in this particular trade. One is Alex Smith. And the other one is Kirk Cousins. Why Kirk Cousins? Because Alex Smith was traded to the Washington Redskins, you guys. And he was traded for a third-round pick and a cornerback, um, Mr. Fuller. And, and listen, that's – that's He uh, you know, wasn't
1: informed until uh, late that he was part of the trade.
0: Fine. Classic. Classic, classic Washington behavior. Uh, but we're going to get to that in a second. First, though, is actually when I said, Ashley, let's do this show, which, by the way, Courtney is not here again. We, we want to say um, – Love you, Courtney Kirby. Uh, Courtney Kirby's daughter is taking a bunch of extensive testing because she's possibly like a gifted child. So uh, our niece is um, a badass. So Courtney gets a d- night off. Right, Ashley? Yeah. Yeah. I think badass. We all knew, We a all know. Yeah. It's feel bad for the girls. A lot of testing. It's a lot of testing, a lot of testing for those second graders. Anyway, uh, Ashley actually brought up a really funny thing that's happening right now on Facebook. And by funny, I mean, I don't know how she got through all three 15-minute episodes. But Ashley, what is going on?
1: Tom versus time, baby. <laughs> Gross. Yep, yep. It is a Facebook Watch docuseries and the little synopsis when you go onto Facebook the about is at age 40 Tom Brady is taking his toughest is taking on his toughest opponent yet time watch as he balances his growth on the field with fatherhood 40hood and life in the spotlight follow Tom Brady on his journey versus time only on Facebook watch thus far as Brian said there's been 3 episodes the remaining 2 will air tomorrow um February first, and then on the Super Bowl, February fourth. So, Brandon, I'm gonna start off with why I was intrigued to watch this because initially, Brandon's like, "Why do we want? Why do you want to watch this and talk about it?" Because it's so not like me. I mean, I'm not. I never hide that I'm not a Patriots fan. I'm just, i just not. That doesn't mean I don't draft Patriot players. I will pay Patriot players, but I never root for the Patriots to win ever uh, because I'm a Broncos fan, and that's just not something that we do because the Patriots have beat us one too many times. So I I never root the Patriots. In fact, I hate them more than anybody in our division. Um, I can't think of a team that I dislike more and root more against than the Patriots, to be honest with you. But I was intrigued because, A, one of my very good friends, Chris Top, is a huge Patriots fan and Tom Brady fan, and so he said I should watch it. And when I saw the previews, I was like, I don't know if this is going to make me like Tom Brady more or less, but I feel like I should watch it. And then when I heard the news of radio host Alex Reimer calling Brady's daughter Vivian an annoying little pissant, I was like, what in the world was going on in this docuseries that would justify calling a child that? So of course, when I'm watching this with my husband last night, we're all just sitting there like waiting for the moment that that this child must do something so outrageously annoying to justify such a comment. And of course, when we're done, we're just like, wait, the kids were in it like all of like two minutes. Like, I don't understand. Like what?
0: Like- All she did was say, are you our... going to watch my soccer game or something at the beginning? Something, right? I mean, it was like five it, seconds well, at, at the, the, the end. At one
1: point she goes, I want to show you something. And then she's like, follow me. And he's like, oh, follow me. I'm getting taken to man. And that was like it. It was just such like a normal child interaction yeah. that I was just so intrigued to be like, what in the world would justify this? Now, again, Tom Brady, I will say, is taking the higher road here after calling out the show and saying like, hey, this is inappropriate. You shouldn't be, you know, attacking children. Um, he did say he doesn't want that host to be fired. And hey, we all have moments. He's a where newer say- host. He's a newer host. He's younger than he's 23 years old. Um, and we all have moments when, you're, you know, you say something, they're just like, ooh, did that come off wrong? I get it. You probably should know not to attack children. But I will say they don't want him to be fired. So I, I give Tom a lot of props for that. But So I watched that just trying to think about like how this plays out. What do you think, Brandon, when it comes to this storyline?
0: The annoying little pissant thing? I think it's really yeah. hard to be in media right now. Because on one hand, you need to be super appropriate all the time and, and courteous. And we try to do that here on Her Fantasy Football. But I'm sure people would also be upset when we're like, yeah this guy is not worth it or whatever else, you know, people are always, Bizarre about that, those kind of things, and sensitive. Uh, now, certainly, children, you think are just completely off limits. But then you got guys like Barstool Sports who say shocking things all the time, and they're taking over the planet. So it's kind of mixed messages for especially a 23 year old dude trying to get into the industry. I'm not making an excuse for anybody, but I certainly think we live in a weird world. So I just try to be nice to everybody, and I try to kind of live by that. Now, listen, you know, we still chop off people's hands if they fumble the ball here on our, our show. fantasy football. True. So I mean, maybe. True. Maybe we're part of the problem.
1: But we don't chop off children's hands. No, no, just
0: consenting adults. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they would consent to having their hands chopped off. Well,
1: stop mumbling.
0: But Uh, (laughs) what I will say is I
1: do feel like in general, and even here, we try to not ever really comment in a negative fashion about – players, wives, girlfriends, personal situations, Um, obviously then something that involves like domestic violence or whatnot, Uh, children. I feel like they're kind of just always- But domestic violence isn't personal because it affects- I I agree. Exactly. But it's not- Mm -hmm. We try to stay away from that realm, right? Because it's true. Like- That person didn't ask to be in the light in that sense. Like they're not asking for you to make commentary. The only time I'll say is Giselle, and Giselle gives some of her drop, uh, wonderful drops about my husband can't throw and catch the ball at the same time. Which Marcus Mariota
0: proved her wrong. He
1: did. Oh, yeah. Which I love. And I think she owes us all an apology because clearly, clearly, it is possible. It's
0: possible. Tom Brady can't do it, but. Whatever. I, I don't think he could
1: do it either because he doesn't have the athletic um, <laughs> prowess of Mark Mariota to actually run yeah. actually in yeah. for the touchdown.
0: And again, because but- there's a whole show about how amazing he is at 40. Obviously, we feel bad that Tom Brady is such non-athlete that he can't catch his own passes right. to go in for a touchdown. Right, right. I think he, I think he's okay. Mm-hmm. So- I think he's worked it out.
1: <laughs> so that's going to take me to the next question here. <laughs> All right. I've, I'm going to go on a little rant here because that's what I do. And right, I was wanting, really wanted to discuss this topic. I feel like this special should really be called Tom Saved by TB12. And while I enjoyed the docu-series, it does feel a bit like an infomercial for TB12, despite no, not one time mentioning TB12 that I can actually recall. Of it totally course, is. Of course, I was not surprised by the, you know the depth in which they are going into his treatment because this is obviously a large part of what he attributes to being able to be playing in his forties, right? And perhaps it is not fair of me to call it slightly infomercial in nature, as there has been so much narrative around Brady, the Patriots, Belichick, Alex Guerrero, players wanting slash not wanting to be treated uh, by him, that it's very likely that this is just the storyline that drew me in the most while watching this. They obviously cover family time. They cover some of his nutrition. They cover him watching tape. I loved all of his binders where he has these notes. And I love that he literally takes notes like a high schooler with writing down inspirational quotes that Belichick says. Although I'll mention, it was the only time Belichick has been mentioned thus far in three episodes, which I find incredibly interesting. But you see he has all these notes. There's a lot going on, but I was just so much more drawn to, I guess, the TV 12 Storyline here that, you know, I, and I think it's fair to say that Guerrero is perhaps in the series as much as any other person in Brady's life. And honestly, again, that makes sense. I'd say, of more. Of this I would say more. I'd say more. More than Giselle, more than, I mean, you got Edelman that's on here a little bit, but again, Guerrero is really in there. The whole, You way. know, I mean, I think this storyline is really at the heart of the series and is probably a slight casualty to the timing of the release of the series and the drama that is unfolding unfolded in regards to the whole Garoppolo, Belichick, Belichick craft, Belichick Brady drama that's going on here. Um, I don't know. What would you think, Brand? I don't know if you got to the, ep- the last episode where it's where they go to Montana, right? To go to like Yellowstone Club. Yeah. It's just him, Edelman and Amendola. Plus, Alex Guerrero and, and some other TB twelve stuff.
0: I mean, he's clearly in love with this guy. I, I, is this is this debatable? I mean, this no. is a, we can say that it's debatable <coughs> as to how much that's affecting the team and its performance, and um, whether or not Bill Belichick is truly upset by any of this or what have you. That's debatable. But whether or not Alex Guerrero is like the guy is not debatable. This has been years in the making. I I think that this uh, documentary is very accurate in that way. Um, I thought it was very interesting and telling when Tom Brady is like, if you want to beat me, you have to give your life because that's what I've done. Um, He's just a very interesting character. I, I wonder what life after, it makes me actually concerned about his life after football, to be honest with you. The obsession level? See, I'm not even remotely concerned about it, actually.
1: this really? No. This affirms for me that he's already thinking of career planning outside of football. Because, again, as I said, and, again, maybe unfair to state that this is to some extent a TB12 infomercial of nature. Did you know that you can buy TB12, like, food plans just like HelloFresh where they ship you the, the meals? Did you know this? there's TB12 products that just the average person can purchase as well as TB12 workout plans. Just like if you were to go do body, you can go ahead and do Tom Brady's TB12 workouts with the resistance bands and such. I mean, to me, I'm like, this is actually genius. What he's doing is he's in the last years of his life. He is sitting there showing how you can extend in theory based on his position. This was a great debate that my husband and I had because I loved the comment that Julian Edelman made where Basically, he was just getting ragged on because he was doing a bench press. And it's very obvious to me that when you're watching this, that Edelman and Amendola partake with Alex Guerrero, um, Guerrero excuse me, in the, a lot of the TB12 practices. And at one point, Edelman is just like, I do one b- bench press on top of all the stuff you guys do, and I'm getting, like, ragged on here. He's like, I need strength at my position. You don't. I do. And then Guerrero's like, I'm not, I'm not against lifting weights. I don't know why everything's. I'm against lifting weights. It's just, and I'm just like, well, no, you, you clearly kind of are against lifting yeah, weights. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And Tom Brady as a quarterback. You don't need strength in the way a linebacker might. The way that you know, little tiny Julian Edelman or Amendola might when they're trying to like, get hit off the line and be able to still, you know, play. Yeah. And so across, I thought that was uh, really interesting, Oof. and it made me think. Okay, well, I know Edelman and Amandola, they're tight with Brady because they've been on the team for years. But why wasn't Brandon Cooks there? Maybe think is it because Brandon Cooks isn't part of the Guerrero plan? So it'd be awkward to have him here at Yellowstone Club because he doesn't work out with him. Is this part of what bothers Belichick that certain players aren't maybe being worked with the same because they aren't subscribing?
0: To this program? Well, I think, first of all, reality TV is tough because you have to sign all sorts of waivers. You got to be live. You got to do it. So it could be that Brandon Cook's agent was like, no, 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 he needs to get paid or no, 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 we can't do this. So it it could be very much out of his control. And it might be the same reason why Bill Belichick is on there, too, because imagine Bill Belichick being like, yeah, I want to be on a reality show that's off Facebook. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's so not Belichick's MO, but it did make me wonder because I'm just like, well, it'd be really awkward to invite a receiver to this place with you if he isn't working in that program that you are. Because, I mean, so much of this series is showing all of the, you know, the stretching and the way they're working to elongate the muscles versus the shortened muscles. And a lot of it makes sense to me as, as both of us having dance backgrounds. I should use that loosely we were not professional dancers by any means, but we both dance and you know, like how dancing elongates your muscles and, and that's healthy and that's good for you. And there's things that are good. And I understand. The principle of it.
0: <laughs> I was the Tom Brady of dance,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's a similar principle. and I, And I do say I can believe a lot of what he's saying, but it just makes me wonder. And it just, of course, in my head, I'm just sitting there thinking like, okay, who wasn't invited for what reason is it really just you want to just these two guys what's the backstory here it just made me it gave me so much more questions that i was actually getting answers to while watching it as to the
0: dynamics yeah no i i agree with you on this and i i think this is an incredibly interesting um thing that we're gonna see more of and here's where this ties into fantasy so before you guys think that we like went off on this like tangent here it is incredibly important when there are these like reality TV shows hard knocks um all or nothing this TB12 documentary which we're going to call Tim versus time but we all know what Tom it really is Tom versus time yeah <laughs> Tom versus time yeah Tim no Tim's your husband okay so anyway Tom versus time on Facebook or whatever it may be you do want to digest these things because they give you the little clues. Like even though I just said, maybe Brandon cooks couldn't be on the show because of his PR person or whatever, maybe he still wasn't there. Okay. And then you think back at, at how the season unfolded and maybe that was a sign. And is that going to change going into next season? Also, how does Tom Brady have a reality show when that's so not the Patriot way? So maybe that's more the core than Alex Guerrero. This is, is that, that that maybe this is just a problem in general that that Belichick isn't as in control of each of these guys' uh, personas on a public level, whatever it may be. But I'll tell you something. One of the reasons I actually liked the Rams going into the season was watching that last episode of All or Nothing where they introduced Sean McVay, where they talked about the the team changing, when they talked about drafting Cooper Cup and being obsessed with him. That's why I told you to take him in the 14th, 16th round, because I was like, listen, you're not going to get a guy that people are more excited about on their own team than Cooper Cup in those rounds. Now, did I say to take him in the fourth round? No, because I'm not a crazy person. But my point is, is that when you watch these shows – you do get little tidbits. And as we said, this Tom versus time is going to have more episodes coming out. You need to tune into these things. And this is the beginning of your research. Same with the playoffs, same with the Super Bowl. Even if you don't like the Eagles or the Patriots, people, you have to tune in because you're going to see something there that you didn't see before. You're going to see a role. It's actually why we got into Paul Richardson, because of his role in the Seattle uh, uh, playoff pushes, right? You could tell that when they came down to crunch time, he was kind of the big play guy. Health kept getting in the way, but we knew we had that potential because of the playoffs, not the regular season. And don't you think that we we saw some little nuggets here, and we're going to see more, Ashley? Oh, definitely. And
1: that's what brought me to Gronk, because as you know, Gronk is a polarizing player for me. Correct. Not for you as much, but for me. No, I always go in on Gronk. You do, and I don't, but... I do. I'm sorry. He's the the best. best. Again, as you said, nuggets. Get, Get some nuggets. Now, this nugget was not on... Tom versus Time, but I'm just one of those crazy people that Wikipedia stuff as I'm watching it. Like I like to Wikipedia the end of movies while I'm watching the movie.
0: Oh, The Crown. I know more I, about the Royal yeah. Family. While I was watching, it, I was people. on Wikipedia the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then I spent
1: time like, "What is this really true? Is it not?" So, of course, I start Googling and Wikipedia because that's what I do. And I found out that Gronk is now also working with Alex Guerrero and is part of the TB12 program. Other than he is still drinking alcohol. It's the one thing he couldn't give up. He is on board with Tom Brady's meal plan. He's on board with all the workouts and the massages and <laughs> such. But he won't give a booze. He won't do it. So they've Me had to work a plan for him. Happy yep, New Year, had buddy. a plan for every alcoholic beverage he drink. He has to drink three glasses of water. This is the negotiation that was made. Now, I I'm do not going to lie. Yeah, in theory, right? Yeah.
0: I mean, I already... Drink a lot of beverages. (laughs) I
1: really do. So here's my thing. Tying this back to fantasy.
0: I'm not going to lie. This
1: changes my opinion on drafting him a little bit. I've pretty much always been a don't-do-it gal because for me, he always goes in the first round, and it's too high for me with historically the number of games that he misses. Now, if you draft him and you have a get-backup plan, I'm okay with that. Um, But for me, it's always been too risky for me. But what I will say is, again, he started this, I want to say, in July or August. He didn't play in week five due to a thigh injury, which was just the one week. But other than that, he played the entire season other than week 14, but that was due to a suspension when he had that really bad hit against uh, defensive back Tredavious White. Um, so that's unrelated, right? That's got nothing to do with it. So this was one of the healthier seasons he's had, and I'm like, you know what? I could maybe now get on board a bit more with Gronk because I do feel like this program seemed to help him a little bit
0: welcome to the dark side ashley williams
1: i may be on the dark side now but again nuggets <laughs> of information nuggets that we get from crazy little facebook facebook watch videos so
0: well and maybe Just that's what saying. we should do this year maybe we should put a little hard knocks and all for all or nothing kind of talk into some of our preseason shows cuz i did learn a lot that's also why i was out on all the tampa bay bucks I saw no discipline. I it works negatively too here. That's right.
1: And people always get particularly hard knocks. We call it the hard knocks bump, which I'm sure a bunch of people do. It's just because when you see that exposure, you get excited, right? Because of course they're always going to talk these players up. But when you actually look With an analytical eye, you're just like, no, he's still missing a lot of passes. Wow, him and Mike Evans still don't have great chemistry here. Oh, wow, look, Deshaun Jackson really is not being incorporated the way he should be. He's upset about it. Like, these are things that lead to the chemistry of the team and are tidbits, as Brandon said, that may dissuade you one way or the other versus a player. So maybe we should incorporate some of that a bit more in the preseason.
0: And it's not narrative if it's actually happening and real. Narrative yeah. Street is like, oh, it's a revenge game. And it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that sometimes works in their benefit or not. That's kind of the where it gets a bad rep. But if you're actually watching those shows, they show a lot of tape. So you actually do get a lot more than you think. Uh, so, okay, we're going to cover, uh, again, that big story that happened, which was the Alex Smith trade. Ah. Before we get to the Super Bowl, you guys. So um, Alex Smith reached a four-year contract extension with Washington. Um, Yes, that was Washington that I said. The trade went down. Uh, This is in addition to the one year that he already uh, had. So that means he's actually committed for five years to Washington, which is just insane to me. It's rumored that he's going to make between, uh, there's going to make about $94 million, $71 million in guaranteed. And again, all that Washington gave up was a third round draft pick and Kendall Fuller, who, again, as Ashley said, found out via like, I don't know what we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, Twitter. I I don't know why people do that. So disrespectful. Just be nice and say, oh, sorry. Hey, we're trading you. Yeah. People are such jerks. Anyway, this is nuts because Kirk Cousins is now on the move and and let's, let's actually start there. So Ashley, Kirk Cousins may be one of the best quarterbacks in terms of health and age to hit free agency in a really long time. I mean, maybe that I can remember to be entirely Frank here. Um, what do you personally think is going to happen to him? Uh, now, obviously, we want him to be a Bronco, um, and I'm going to say this. I, I do want to say this to everybody. Uh, just today, Vaughn Miller was in Minneapolis at the Super Bowl doing all the PR stuff, and he said, quote, We need Kirk. I would like to have Kirk. Kirk would take us over the edge. Uh, we hear you, Vaughn. We also mm-hmm. saw the tape of yeah. the quarterbacks in Denver. Uh, but Ashley, you know, we're going to try to not be selfish here, but I still think if you're in a weird league where you have to make decisions now, I'm still in on Kirk cousins uh, it, from the dynasty perspective and all this other stuff. But Ashley, what do you think is just long-term and short-term is going to happen?
1: I think it's anyone's anyone's guess. I mean, mm-hmm. I, again, I would like to say the Broncos. I think the Broncos would be a desirable place for him in terms of something that he may want, right? And I think
0: yeah. this is
1: this is actually where Elway has the strength because I've been pretty down Elway, particularly when it comes to the draft the last few years. But free agency and wooing, I don't want to say older quarterbacks because he's not older, but he's certainly a mature, sought-after quarterback I think Elway's pretty good at that. And I think there's an appeal there. And I think that there's yeah. a strong enough supporting cast to warrant it. I know um, the Jets have been discussed just because um, they're the supposedly going to make a big some, push. Yeah. yeah, And Shanahan kind of connections there and similar play, but I don't know if that's as appealing. It is a big market. So when you look at players like her cousins, you got sponsorship opportunities, places like New York are desirable. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. I mean, of course there was talk about the Jags. Uh, But the Denver don't even let me go there Uh, with the Jags. And of course Blake Worlds is their quarterback now. Like yeah. Um,
0: Uh, uh, but my thing is I think the Denver Broncos though are a visible enough organization to be incredibly competitive with the New York market. Because to be honest with you, the New York market for football is the Giants. I mean, we could talk about the Jets, but it's really kind of (coughs) hokey. Uh, I I live here. (laughs) Uh, My husband's a Jets fan. This is no offense to Jets fans. I I love you Jets. I go to the games. I'm a big fan. Um, Not as big as my husband, obviously. But I enjoy the Jets. My point is is that I believe that the Broncos are that level in terms of notoriety, though. So I I don't know if I would take that away from the Broncos in this particular case. But I don't think you'd go to the Cardinals.
1: I don't think you'd go to the Cardinals. I think because Larry Fitzgerald is, well, you know. Well, we love Larry, David Johnson, but I mean, there's, there's not a whole lot of other, in my opinion, elements. You've got, you got DT Sanders, you've got um, Anderson, a Denver's a desirable place. If you look at a lot of quarterbacks, it's desirable. I mean, Peyton Manning still lives in Denver and that's shocking to me because there is no reason for him to still be living <laughs> in Denver. I mean, there's no reason between where his family lives, between sports franchises that they own in different states, they still live here because it's just a desirable place. And so, again, I do think – and John Elway is – Kirk just had a
0: baby. He's
1: looking for a desirable place for his family. And I think they're really good at playing that. So I do actually think, not just because I'm a Broncos fan, that the Broncos may actually be where he lands. I mean, we were saying it all year long that that's what we wanted. I mean, for me, my biggest thought was, what is Kirk Cousins thinking with this trade? Because Alex Smith, I think, is going to average in terms of guaranteed money 23 Point six million, I want to say a year. And if you remember the hoopla of what they wouldn't pay Kirk Cousins, right? And it's like, I'm sure he's incredibly happy. He's like, peace, I'm out. I finally get to hit free agency. You can't, you're not gonna franchise tag me again. But you gotta be wondering just what part of him is just kind of like, are you serious? Are you serious? You know, and I love Alex Smith. And I'll we'll talk about him in a second here, about how I do I some people are really down on this, but. I just, my immediate thought was, what in the world is Kirk Cousins thinking right now?
0: Well, I think that he's the one in control. I'm going to say this. I believe that Washington knew Kirk Cousins was going to say, you can take your franchise tag and whatever and go walk. They knew there was no chance he was going to stay with them and they had to act fast. And they knew that Alex Smith was the best quarterback to realistically hit free agency because even though, yeah, okay. Jimmy Garoppolo hits free agency, uh, but he's not really a free agent. You guys, San Francisco is going to pay him whatever he wants and he earned it with being undefeated and having, and bringing that team up by their bootstraps. So like, he's going to be just fine. He'll be in San Francisco, Uh, which by the way, we have some great listeners that are watching live on YouTube. And we want to let everyone that's listening to this on a podcast. know: Scott Brooks, one of our favorite AZ fan over here. uh, He said, what's the deal with Colin Cowherd saying uh, that cousins and the Broncos are close to a deal. He's the only person I've heard this from FYI. Well, you know, that's again, media. uh, We're sending mixed signals to media people. Should you talk out of turn or not? And he's obviously talking out of turn, but Hey, we're cheering for it. So we're all down. Down. Bob Z- Zelenica. Zelenka. Sorry. I'm so bad, Bob. Sorry. Uh, Denver wants him bad. They wanted Alex Smith, but KC wouldn't deal him within the division. Yeah, there was no way that was going to there happen. There's no
1: way. Um, I want Alex Smith, to be honest with you, because I could have yeah, him for less money.
0: Less. Well, we don't know. He just got 91 million in a four year extension. So I don't know. You know what? what what? Good for
1: him. That man has got no respect. And to be able to pull in a paycheck like that with 71 million was like the third largest guaranteed cash ever to a quarterback. Good for you, Alex Smith, for how you have been just beeped on in your career. Good for you. Get your money. Get, he's yours. A veteran. get yours.
0: He's a great locker room guy. You get a lot yeah. from Alex Smith. He's coming off a career year, which by the way, the fact that Derek Carr was in the Pro Bowl, I can't even get into right now. I'm not <laughs> even going to talk about the Pro Bowl yet. Um, Jimmy G will benefit from Alex Smith's contract, is that Don Osborne says, and Cousins is the next quarterback, Q B, he yep. says as well. But then our New York Jet girl, who I love, uh, says, please, oh, please, oh, please, meaning Cousins to the Jets. Listen, everyone wants him because he's the best right now that's available. Um, and It's going to be tough, tough times. But I do want to say thank you to the uh, sponsor of this week's Her Fantasy Football. It is HelloFresh. They are the yummiest of sponsors, actually. For $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, you go to HelloFresh.com and you enter the promo code Her FFB 30. Go and do it because it's amazing. We're obsessed with them, frankly. Now, it's super convenient. Uh, The selection is phenomenal. There are flexible plans, simple yet notable recipes uh, that actually your whole family can enjoy. And in my case, my family is my husband and me. And in my sister Courtney's case, it's her husband and her two kids. And you guys, there are plans for everyone. They have the classic plan, the veggie plan, and the family plan. Okay? And everything is chef curated. And my favorite part is that it takes away the need for a meal plan and the grocery list and grocery shopping and everything else, and you get to try new things, become a better cook, do all the things that you want to do. Now, the classic plan has a variety of meat, fish, uh, and, you know, seasonal produce. The veggie plan has has plant-based proteins, grains, also seasonal produce, obviously. Uh, The family meals are made with everyone in mind, so that's awesome if you have kids. Now, you choose the delivery date that works best for you. You can pause it if you go on vacation or whatever it may be everything's pre-measured, super handy meal kits, delivery to your door, all the good stuff. And um, I especially love the one pot recipes. We had a delicious shrimp lo mein the other night that was out of this world. Mm. And just yesterday, I'm gonna all show
1: the you seafood ones look so good. And I wish I could do them, but I can't. I know
0: your husband's allergic. But see, if you if you know that they're allergic, you can pick the other plans that don't have fish. It's That's amazing. True. It's so yep. customizable. We made which you guys would love this barbecue pulled pork sandwiches, which had this delicious slaw and I'm not a big slaw person, but you should put it on the burger and then you can also have some extra on the side. It was amazing and it took like 20 minutes to make. Unreal. And by the way, they put the calories, they put the amount of time that it takes, and all these directions. I'm showing everyone here on video, you guys. It's amazing. So again, for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, you need to visit HelloFresh.com and use the promo code HERFFB30. Again, HelloFresh.com, promo code HERFFB30. Get $30 off and you will be so happy you did because yum. Let's get back to this trade, shall we? Yeah, we shall. Let's talk about Alex Smith. So now he's Washington. Here's my problem with Washington. Actually, they have a decent off- offensive line if anyone was healthy, but unfortunately their entire offensive line was hurt all season, which killed Kirk Cousins. It was just really unfortunate he couldn't get anything done. My problem is they don't have any weapons and they don't have a running back. Mm-hmm. They do have Jameson Crowder. They have Jordan Reed, but do they really? So are no, you no. concerned about Alex Smith? But the good news is that he'll still be cheap, so he's still our late-round quarterback guy, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I've always believed in Alex Smith. You know this. I've gotten to many a family argument with my brother-in-law over Alex Smith many, many years <laughs> ago.
0: When he thought that <laughs> uh, uh, Colin, Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick was a better quarterback than Alex Smith. Now, still probably debatable, but not anymore because one's not in the National Football League. So,
1: Well, here has always been my argument, and I we think this that, year though. proved me right. It's not that Alex Smith is not capable. It's Peep. it's what the offensive coordinators, they put him into a little box and they don't have them do anything outside that. And this year oh. when we, when, you know, offensive coordinator in terms of play calling, when that switched over off of Andy Reed, we saw that Alex Smith can throw the deep ball. Like I saw some tweets about like, Oh, Josh and this kills his value. I'm like, not necessarily as long as the play caller doesn't put him in the box. I think we're fine. Yeah. And Alex Smith, by the way, is also much better on his feet than Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins isn't bad. But Alex Smith is really quite good. And it's funny that you sit there. It depends on each stats. You may sit there and say, oh, Kirk Cousins is so much better. Well, not necessarily when you look how they did last year. Fantasy points, Alex Smith ranked higher than... Kirk Cousins. You've got completions. They were near the six off, 347 versus 341 for Alex Smith. But Kirk Cousins had 540 attempts versus just 505 for Alex Smith. The completion percentage was 67.5 for Alex Smith versus 64.3, had virtually the same yards. But when you look at the rush attempts, Kirk Cousins rushed 49 times versus Smith 60. But Alex Smith had 355 yards versus 179 yards, more yards per attempt. I mean, they're both good quarterbacks and people just like to sit there and just rag on Alex Smith. But I think he's a really good addition to this team. I do. I think, again, Jordan Reed, I mean, he's one of my guys that's definitely At on my At bare minimum, it's lateral.
0: At bare minimum, it's lateral.
1: Move. Bare and, minimum.
0: And here's my thing about... Alex Smith in in the playoff game where he actually uh, was very responsible for the 21 points that that team put up in the first half of the game and then they decided to play prevent mm-hmm. defense and prevent offense which made no sense whatsoever when they were killing the Titans we'll get more into that next week when we cover all of the playoff uh, ramifications of the Super Bowl you guys we are going to cover that on Wednesday of next week but um <laughs> Alex Smith was doing A-OK. And in fact, Alex Smith was the fastest person on the team, almost 19 miles per hour, and only one mile per hour less than Derek Henry, who was the fastest player on the Titans team. And by the way, Alex Smith is like my age and we're not young. So we're talking about a guy who's of age. Uh, running around, getting things done. I I think that's under I think people underestimate that. Absolutely. Ashley, I completely agree with you. Now, how do we feel about Patrick Mahomes taking over now? I feel bad. I feel like we can't really assess him because he only played in one game. It was week 17. He was surrounded by the backup players. Uh, you know, it wasn't impressive. Obviously it was only 22 of 35 for 284 yards and an interception. Um, and I, I get that, but, like, obviously he didn't have a chance. He was playing against the Broncos in Denver with all backups around him. Um, but clearly this organization loves him. But here at Her Fantasy Football, we let other people take hype players, and he'll definitely be that guy. So we're going to tell you no on him. But how do we feel about everyone else with him there? Because that's what's actually important from a fantasy perspective.
1: Yeah, yeah. this definitely doesn't change my thoughts on Hunt. If anything, I like him more with Mahomes behind center, um, Kelsey and Hill, in my opinion, they're just too explosive to be so hampered ignored. by essentially yeah. a rookie playing right. In terms of him, mean, he played Mahomes played one game, but like next year really is going to be his rookie starting season where he is actually starting in the league. Now, I wasn't all that impressed by my homes. Honestly, I think his stats are better than with the play I saw. Um, But I also think it's unfair to assess him, like you said, on that one game at the end of the season against Denver when he had very little time to develop chemistry with the players around him. It was just kind of a a weird situation in general. I think he's going to be fine. Is he going to be amazing? No. Would I put him into the hype of probably Marcus Mariota? Yes. Am I drafting him? Absolutely not. I'm not drafting him. But I I think between Hunt, Hill, and Kelsey – You're fine with all of them. There's just no way that you can ignore them, and I wouldn't downgrade them because of Mahomes. Yeah.
0: So that's that trade. I did want to tell you that Roger Goodell announced that it's going to be the Rams versus the Chiefs uh, in Mexico City. Uh, That's what he announced uh, in his press conference for the Super Bowl. I find this to be a really bizarre timing of announcement of things that no one cares about. Um, Ashley, any uh, initial thoughts about that?
1: What a complete waste of an announcement! I mean, seriously, like who cares about that? Especially this week, especially when Tom versus Time is on. Why?
0: Why? You got to watch Tom versus Time <laughs> instead, because the guy's forty and still getting it. To- I listen. I have I have mad respect for someone who's forty years old and can still be at the top of the game. Yeah. In the Super Bowl. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not a moron, um, but the videos are weird. I'm not gonna lie. Um, Also, uh, you know, the good news is that these Mexico City games tend to be very high scoring frankly, from a fantasy perspective. So uh, Todd Gurley, who's probably going to be the number one pick of the 2018 fantasy football draft, he'll benefit. So will the rest of the team. Sean McVay is obviously a very good coach. They're going to be fine. Um, For Kansas City, sure, whatever. But I I, I will say playing in altitude, it seems to be, um, especially towards the end of the game because the defenses get winded. Usually some pretty high-scoring games. Uh, Now, uh, here's some fun stuff. Uh, Johnny Menzel can't even get a contract done in the CFL, which I love. And then Vince McMahon announced that the failed XFL is coming back. I hope this doesn't affect our lives too much. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Um, Her fantasy football probably isn't going to cover XFL. Um, no. Their whole... All of their marketing stuff is about how they um, are going to make the players stand for the anthem. They're not going to have their racy cheerleaders or that icky camera that was in the cheerleader dressing room anymore. Um, and they're going to make sure that no, no one has any... Um, uh, legal issues or arrest records or I don't know. They're trying to be like the squeaky clean family version, but they're the XFL. So does this not make sense to you?
1: No, it doesn't. Not and it I
0: makes sense to me, <laughs> I'm like I'm trying well, to remember, I think
1: Johnny Manziel, like tweeted at them or made some comment about yes, this. announcement, And I'm like, Johnny, you don't qualify. You have had arrest records. Like you don't qualify for this XFL. Even carry on you can't join according to at least if this upholds right i mean who knows again nothing we're going to be covering
0: well before we get into the fantasy alarm prop bet questions which again go to fantasyalarm.com right now sign up for the site and play this game if you get first place to get five hundred dollars howard bender is my uh partner in crime over at fantasyalarm.com, and here at her fancy football we don't personally have a contest so um Uh, where you can win any money or anything, but uh, we will put some fun questions up there that you can maybe print out and play at your Super Bowl games because this is what it's all about. And I know that you can't really play fantasy because it's only two teams and i get that but listen you guys this is fun this is the super bowl it's still football and i actually love the playoffs in the super bowl because as a fantasy analyst i get to be a fan again as opposed to analyzing the games all the time and so uh for mm-hmm. me it's really fun and we're gonna go through some questions here that are really wacky and if you have any comments on youtube uh, and you want to tell us who your picks are live right now that's awesome otherwise If you're listening to this after the fact as a podcast, you could totally tweet us at her fantasy FB. We want to hear who you think is going to win each of these little categories because it's fun. It's like, I mean, whatever. It's the Super Bowl. We're not playing real fantasy, but listen again. Watch for research, and this is important. Um, It's only important though until the XFL, I guess, takes over the country because I guess that's what's next, right? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, it's the only Um,
1: resolution there.
0: I just giggle cuz I'm like XFL and you're being the clean guys. It doesn't I thought the X was like X. Anyway, Moving on from that horrible conversation. Okay. Uh, so these are some of the proper questions that are over at fantasyland.com. We also have ones here that I'm going to throw in from uh, the Washington Post, which you can go and they have actually a printable ballot and that's kind of fun. Um, so one of the questions that's really popular um, that, that isn't up here at the top, but everyone talks about the star spangled banner. It's going to be pink who sings it, which I'm really excited. I love pink. I think she's a great artist. Also cool person says, how long will it take pink to sing the national anthem? Two minutes or less or 2.01 minutes or more. Now, to be fair, I want to tell you guys, four out of the last five have gone over the 182nd mark. Um, But before that, it was 80% was under. So Ashley pink's a little straightforward. Do you think she's going to sing it straight? Or do you think she's going to slow down the tempo maybe? A lot of people think she'll slow the tempo but not necessarily flourish. What do you think?
1: I think she will be under two minutes. I think she is a purist.
0: Yeah. I think I like that too. I think she's going to be just under. Yeah.
1: Like very, very close. But I think she's a purist. I don't think she's going to have a lot of flourish.
0: Yeah. I I think so too. Um, The only reason Lady Gaga went over, she barely went over, is because she held out that one note really long. Uh, But other than that, she was also a purist, which a lot of people were surprised by, but not if you actually know Lady Gaga's uh, inspirations, which are things like Tony Bennett and the classics. So I think Pink is very similar in that way. Uh, Who's going to win the coin toss? As in, is it going to be heads or tails, Ashley? I vote tails. You know, it's interesting. 80% of bets come in for heads, which I find bizarre. Yeah. I would, I always pick tails. Do you? I do. I, I think I always pick tails.
1: I don't know if I always have one, but I feel like whenever I've done a bet, it always lands tails.
0: Interesting. I, so I could be just making it like, in my head. This has nothing to do with football acumen, anyone, but we just are personally telling you that we like tails and that everyone else like heads. So um, if this is a tournament setting like in uh, DFS, you would go with tails because it's less likely that people are going to pick that. All right. So which team's offense will get the ball first, Ashley? Philly. Eagles are Patriots. Okay, so here's the thing. If the Patriots win the coin toss, they're going to defer because that's defer. what they always do. Yeah, But I think – and Howard said this actually on Fantasy Alarm. Again, we're giving major props over here to Fantasy Alarm because that was what inspired part of the show. I uh, – you know, uh, Howard was saying that he thinks Philly might want to receive to get on the board first, to try to like kind of shake it up a little. Um, What do you think?
1: I could see that. I mean, the last thing you want to do is get behind the Patriots, right? And I think that Philly needs to score first, to be honest yeah. with you. So, okay. um, I could see that. First of all, I should just say I'm sure it's going to be one of the things here. I think Philly is going to win the Super Bowl. It might really? be wishful thinking. I do.
0: Okay.
1: I do. So, I'm probably going to be answering a lot of these questions with the mindset that I believe Philly is going to be winning this game.
0: I like this. Okay. Okay. I, I I'm don't. taking
1: all precautions okay. for this as well because my friend Chris has invited me over to his house and I go, I just can't go because I seem to be your lucky charm. Every time we watch a Super Bowl together, the Patriots win, even when they shouldn't win, when it's against the Falcons or against right. the Seahawks. And crazy stuff happens. Every time I watch it with you, they win. So I just – I can't watch it with you this year. I can't take that chance.
0: So – um the saddest Super Bowl story of all time is that Ashley put together these pickle shots when the Broncos played <laughs> the Seattle Seahawks in the Super Bowl because the Broncos were the most scoring offense like of all time that year, right? Yeah. So she was she had this big thing of pickle shots huge for huge. every time that they scored a touchdown, the whole party was going to take a shot. Now you would think that, oh, she would get rid of them. But as we know, it didn't work out.
1: No, I had um, that pickle juice for, for months. Six months. Six That's months. It just, it just sat on my count on my um counter. And me and my two roommates would basically just have a pickle shot every day to try to like kill this pickle shot. I mean, I made one oh, of those huge yeah. things you have at parties, the massive things that you put lemonade or tea in. I mean full. And I had to like ferment these pickles for weeks to get it with the vodka because it's vodka. It's basically pickle-infused vodka. It sounds gross. It's actually really delicious. It took me so long <laughs> to get rid of those pickle shots.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. Well, Jeff Groton, one of our uh, listeners here on YouTube, just said you can't give Tom and Bill the ball after a long halftime to game plan. You just can't. Can't do it. I and I, so so so, what he's saying is he doesn't think Philly will defer. I I kind of agree, but I also feel like I don't like the Patriots' defense after a long halftime either. They're so much better. They're no, so much better mm. after halftime than it is in the first half. They are, but I do I mean I don't
1: think there's a better team at um recalculating at halftime no, as there's the Patriots. Not. No, it's not it's not even like there's an opinion not. really. So, yeah, yeah. The biggest, I mean, the way to beat the Patriots is through clock management. It's it's virtually the only way to really beat them. That's where Atlanta went wrong. Um was just really poor.
0: And you can never go into prevent defense. You can't do it. You can't go into prevent defense against the Patriots. It's over. You can't do it. And Because that's what the Jags did, too.
1: That's what the Jags did. But I think uh, you also have to get score first because you need your team. And this team can sit there and say all day long that they're confident. It doesn't matter who they're playing. Give me a break. You know you're playing the Patriots who have won, what, like five Super Bowls in the last, like, 16 years? I mean, like, they have just been dominating. Yeah, the only team they lose to really is the Giants. Same, same division, though. So I feel good about that too. It's another reason why I'm digging the Eagles. But I just I you know, I
0: no, you you can't you can't do it. So I think, I think James Schwartz is a really good mentally, defensive winner. You yeah. mentally yeah. have to get your team engaged yeah. immediately. So the next question is which team scores first? Eagles, Patriots, Eagles. Yeah. I think the Pats almost let people score first to get their confidence up so they can squash them. Maybe. Anyway. maybe, maybe, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> uh, how will the first points be scored? Kickoff return touchdown, defensive touchdown, rushing touchdown, receiving touchdown, field goal, or safety. It won't be a safety because that's just for Peyton Manning and Seahawks. Uh, but how will the first points be scored, Ashley? I'm going to say
1: receiving touchdown.
0: I like you? it. Yeah. Do you think it's Alshon Jeffrey or do you think it's uh, Zach Ertz? Which score is going to play an offense? I think it's so Alshon first? Jeffrey. Alshon. Okay. Oh, which, which player? Yeah. Alshon Jeffrey, I think. Okay. Yeah.
1: I think because they're going to sit there and try to make Nick Foles beat them. And I think that they are going to want to come out and say, okay, yeah, we'll beat you then.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what the Vikings did too. well, I don't know what the Vikings did, actually. They just didn't show up. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I think so, too. I think they're going to say, we don't think Nick Foles is going to have two 300-plus-yard, three-plus-touchdown games in a row, so we're just mm-hmm. going to let you do that, but we're not going to let you run. Um, I, I agree with that. I think that's a smart move. I think Zach Ertz gets involved early. Um, I do think that there's a possibility to do something tricky with Trey Burton or Nelson Aguilar. Um, or even Torrey Smith. But the problem is Torrey Smith drops too many balls. I'm not going to put anything on him. I, but, I think it's um, a big play. I think it's a 30-plus yard t- uh, touchdown. Then it's going to be Alshon, yeah. What do you think if it's going to be the Patriots, though? Let's say someone's trying to get a little saucy. I think a lot of people do think the Eagles are going to score first, even if they think the Patriots are going to win. But I don't think a lot of people think the Patriots are going to score first. If they were, who would it be? I'm
1: going to say James White. James White apparently only shows up. That's all up he does, this, yeah. That's he all he shows play. up as in playoffs, so, so I'm going to say James White.
0: Yeah, I, I completely uh, agree with that. I think it's James White or Amandola, and we don't ever use them for fantasy. So this is the opposite of why you watch the Super Bowl. Is the Patriots so you're only watching for the Eagles for fantasy uh, purposes because <laughs> yeah, the Patriots is so crazy. All right, which running back gets the first rushing attempt? I find this intriguing because Legarrette blunt is technically in a revenge game, right? Um, and I do think that they're going to try to get him involved, but I don't know if they'll do it right out of the gates. If you think Philly's getting the ball first, do you think it's going to be a Jai Peruge, even though he did have that fumble earlier in the playoffs? I mean. I think they'll probably do a per use, right?
1: I think it will probably be a per use where it will be JJ. But I do think Blunt plays a big role in this because I do think Blunt kind of wanted to stick it to them. And, well, I mean, how amazing would be if you're a running back
0: who wins a back-to-back Super Bowls on different well, teams? Two for teams. I don't think yeah, that's yeah, ever and happened. And it's, it's, that's it's pretty very, amazing.
1: It's very possible. And, and Blunt yeah. is also a guy – that really steps up in the playoffs too. So I think, you know, I was kicking myself because I was trying to decide um, in our series XM playoff um, playoff that we're doing for the playoff series. I went with Corey Clement instead of Blunt, and I was like, because I was saving a Jay for later. And I'm like, ah, oh, I should have done Blunt. I should have done Blunt, but I thought I was waiting to save it for the Patriots. So I was like,
0: no, I'm going to go Clement, who did end up
1: doing nothing. But I do think Blunt has a larger role in this game.
0: If the if the Patriots get the ball first. Do you think they keep it classic with Deion Lewis? Do they yes. throw in some Rex Burkhead. Okay. I think they classic keep it. Classic with Deion Lewis. Yeah, I do too. For the first touch, right? Yeah. First touch. First touch. Not first score. First touch. Um, okay, which wide receiver or tight end catches a pass first? If you think the Eagles are getting the ball first, Ashley, let's start with them.
1: Um Zach Gertz, probably. You think so? I do think I do, th- yeah, because um, I think that he's just kind of a safety blanket. Period. He was a safety blanket for Carson Wentz. I think he's a safety blanket of nature for Nick Foles. I will say Nick Foles spread around to more teammates than Carson Wentz usually does, which was interesting yeah. in that Vikings game. So I think it's a possibility
0: Trey Burton gets involved this game. I, I think so I, too. And, and Brett's
1: like and Torrey Smith. Tory Smith seemed to yeah. have a pretty decent connection with Nick Foles. I thought that was interesting, but I think they'll stick pretty classic, uh, just to kind of calm the nerves and go with Eckers.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, I I think um, we were talking a little bit about the the running back thing. I think people are getting a little cute with Rex Burkhead because in the game, they almost didn't go to the Super Bowl because Rex Burkhead ran into Tom Brady. So a lot of people think he's going to be kind of written out of the game plan. Um, And that maybe it'd be cute to start with him as a surprise thing. I think that is a possibility. Uh, I don't think the Eagles are going to try to get too cute immediately. I think later is when they kind of pull out maybe the the Trey Burton card, or the Corey Clement b- card, you know, just kind of, you know, to get a little cute. I think you're going to have to get cute to play against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. At some I point, they're, they're going to do an onside kick or they're going to do something, a, a two-point conversion or something funky town. I think that's what you have to do. I think you have to take risks. Otherwise, at the end, if you're conservative, they roast you. We've seen it over and over over again. So,
1: and I think it's in the nature of the Eagles as an organization. So I I wouldn't be surprised by that. But what I will say is, is that there is something to be said about the fact that Patriots have done this time in time out Mm -hmm. and the Eagles have not been the Super Bowl since well, like 1960 or something like that, I want to say. So I think that there needs to be, and there's a lot of hype around this day, you know, I mean, there's so much media that happens beforehand that they are really going to need. I think, I agree. I think they're good. They're going to have some kind of wackadoodle plays and I hope they do. I think they're necessary, but I think they're going to come out to really just try to whew, take a breath, settle in and then start to execute the plan.
0: Sorry, I pushed a mute there. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. If, if the uh, Patriots get the ball first though, who do you think will catch the first pass? Mm-hmm.
1: Amendola? between him and Gronk.
0: Yeah. What happened to Chris Hogan?
1: Right? Mm. Bad. Mm. He he wasn't in Yellowstone Club. That's what happened to Chris Hogan.
0: See? There you go. Tom versus time. It comes back. Comes back. back. He's coming back. Uh, Which quarterback throws the first interception, Foles or Brady? I think this might be a trick question. I don't think either of them throw an interception this game.
1: Ooh, I like that. Um, I think Tom Brady actually throws an interception. I really? think this eagle's defense is really good, yeah,
0: I do. Okay. Uh, Jeff Groton says first pass attempt thrown by Edelman. What are my odds? <laughs> that's funny. Uh, which team scores last in the first half? Now here's the trick question though, because the second question to this fancy alarm prop bets is which team has possession of the ball at the ne- end of the next half? The classic Patriots move. I said this on the show with uh, Howard as well, um, is to score before the end of the first half, but you still kick off to the other team. So if you think that that's going to happen, if the classic Patriots move is going to happen. These are two separate things. You think the Patriots score and then the Eagles end the possession. But Ashley, you think the Eagles are going to win. So do you think maybe the Pats don't have a chance at that? Do you think maybe the Eagles – do you think maybe for the Eagles to win, they need to be the ones to score the points at the end and to kick off to the Patriots before the end of the half and that Tom Brady takes the knee?
1: I – I honestly don't know if it matters. I think the Patriots will score at the end of the half because that's just what the Patriots do. I think it's part of the mind games that they play, even if they're behind, right? You could be 20 points, the Eagles be 20 points ahead. If the Patriots score going into the half, there's always that, the comeback is happening. The comeback started. And that's what they do. It's that mental warfare is what they do. So I think they always are going to want to sit there and try to score at the end of the game. I don't really see a scenario where they're taking a knee because that's part of their game plans, part of their strategy. And it works.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think so. I like it. Um, now what team scores last in the game? I think it's whoever you think is going to win. That's that would be my suggestion. If you were, if you're putting together a prop bet list and you are taught and you are working from the, the place that Ashley is that you think the Eagles are going to win. I think the Eagles should be the last ones to score. Do you think so? Ash? I agree. I think that if you're coming from the Patriots, though, I think you just say, yeah, Tom Brady just starts killing people. Um, and that's what I'd say. Will there be an onside kick, Ashley?
1: Yes. But I think it will be like when there's random ones in like the second quarter kind of a thing.
0: Yeah. Right. Like starting the half with an onside kick, like the ones yeah. before. Yeah. I agree. I think someone's going to get cute in this for sure. Uh, will there be a successful two point conversion? These are teams you know... Um, I'm going to say no.
1: Because I think this is going to be something that comes down to, like, three points, and I think it's, it's going to be played pretty true, and it's going to come down to, like, a field goal.
0: Total number of touchdowns thrown?
1: Um...
0: I think I said five in the last one. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game.
1: I... Th- yeah... I was I could say, even see seven. I was going
0: to say seven, seven actually. Yeah. yeah, I do too. I think this is a high-scoring game. Neither Because here's the thing. Uh, the Patriots' defense doesn't scare me, um, and the Eagles' defense does scare me, but the Patriots always seem to score a lot of points. If they can score 40 points on the Jags, I think that they're going to be fine against the Eagles.
1: I'm actually going to say six because this is thrown, so six. But I do agree with you.
0: I think I this like- is also a high-scoring game. True, it did say thrown. You're right. So maybe you're right. Maybe it's more like five or six. Right. But I think this can be a very high scoring game. Um, who will have more rushing yards? Jay Ajayi, Corey Clement, LeGarrette Blunt, Nick Foles. I love that the quarterbacks are part of this question. Mm-hmm. Deion Lewis, James White, uh, Tom Brady or Rex Burkhead. I mean, if if Nick Foles or Tom Brady have I was like, even definitely not Tom to Brady. I mean, it's or Nick Foles, they're like not burners. Okay. You can <laughs> no. take you can rule those out. Dear Lord, could you imagine? I feel like it's going to be,
1: I'm going to say Dion Lewis, but I don't think he'll have the most points. I don't think he necessarily scores, but I think because we're talking just pure rushing yards, I'm going to say Dion Lewis.
0: Well, again, go to fancythem.com, play this game. But Howard Bender said that Jay Ajayi. I think that's possible.
1: That was my second choice was a yeah. was Ajayi and Lewis. I think Blunt actually scores the touchdowns. I think James White scores the touchdowns. Right. I can see actually Burkhead getting in for one touchdown. But I think your ground and pound, just literal straight yardage, is, is your Deion Lewis and your Ajayi.
0: I believe the Patriots win. Lewis has over 100 yards. I think that's fair. I think I, but... The Eagles have a really tough run defense, so that would be very difficult. So maybe that's why you don't think that. Um, what I love here, Jeff Groton says, uh, why not Aguilar with a crazy 70-yard and uh, 70 yard end out, around run? That's very true, Jeff. That could very that much could happen. happen. But, but he's not on the list, so he does not count. Yeah. Uh, well, who will have the most receiving yards? Pick a Patriot or an Eagle. And that includes the tight ends. I, I think that um, – It's It's Rob Gronkowski. Say Gronk or
1: Cooks, but probably Gronk, Gronk back. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, uh, Most fantasy points in PPR Gronk or Ertz? Hmm. I'm going to say Ertz think is going to be the touchdown guy. They do like no. the tight ends in the end zone. I do agree with that. I I, yeah. I think I'd still go I'm a little nervous about Burt. Burton taking stealing. Yeah. One, but um, yeah. I just think
1: that it's going to be a situation where if they're even like close to the end zone, it's, it's just white.
0: You're taking the Eagles. I'm taking the Patriots for winning. Does the winning team cover the spread right now? It's a four and a half point spread. Do you think that um, the Patriots can beat them by five. You don't even think the Patriots are going to win. So there you go. Um, so this is no uh, over under for the final score of forty eight. I think over. We both think it's a high scoring game. At forty eight, I think it's over. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be in the thirties and forties. Both of these teams. Who wins the Super Bowl MVP? If it's Nick Foles.
1: How how bitter would Carson Wentz be?
0: Oh you man. Know?
1: I I, mean, I don't know how he wouldn't be. I'd be bitter. I'd I, be, say, you know, I say give it Matthew to Stephen Let's do
0: this. Um I think I mean it, it would have to be, right? I I think it's going to be Tom Brady again, but if he wins it's for sure Tom Brady. There's no way they don't give it to Tom Brady. If the Eagles win They might win, give it to Gronk. They might give it to Gronk.
1: Maybe, but I I think, I don't know. I feel like the Eagles have a really strong defense and they're going to be able to contain Gronk. I do. I think Gronk still does well, but I think they're going to be able to contain Gronk for who would win. I'm torn because I do think that there's a chance that blunt like runs in three touchdowns that I could see something like that happening. I think it's really, you know, I just, I don't, I know it sounds terrible, but I just don't foresee the respect to give Foles an MVP regardless of what happens in that game.
0: Do you think Zach Ertz?
1: Could be, or if there's a, a defensive play, um, which, which is very likely. Zach Ertz's
0: wife is playing professional soccer, and there were yep. people online who were like, "I can't believe she missed his game." I'm like, he can. She's a yeah. professional She's athlete. A athlete, yeah. I think she was rated like the best soccer player
1: last year as well. So
0: people are so pump weird.
1: your brakes, Pump your breaks. <laughs> I um, can't believe
0: yeah, she wasn't really, there.
1: Really, it's college sweethearts. Um
0: I don't know. I think
1: it could be a a, a blunt as a nice little jab if they blunt. win. As, you, as, part of, as part of the uh revenge game.
0: I think yeah, it, it I probably,
1: probably, probably won't happen. Maybe. I just can't see Nick Farr's right. getting that.
0: Now we're gonna do the fun questions. This is nothing to do with football acumen, but we are, we did give you the football info. But this is fun, and we're gonna bang, bang, bang to get through this entertainment question. What color will Pink's hair be when she sings the national anthem? Blonde. I think so too. Although I think she is she is from Philly, I believe. I think she could have that green, which could be fun something. But um, that would still count as blonde though in the fantasy alarm contest. I already asked the rules of Howard Bender because. I'm thinking of you guys. Um, what color are Justin Timberlake's shoes to open the halftime show? Now I changed my mind on this one, so I'm interested to hear what you say.
1: Well, I think he wears um, sneakers of some nature. So white? I'll say black. White? predominantly white, but I think they're going to have a pattern to it. But I'm going to go white.
0: Is Justin Timberlake going to wear a hat at the beginning of the halftime show? Um, no. What is the first song of the Justin Timberlake medley? Sexy backs. Can't stop the feeling mirrors. My love suit and tie. What goes around comes around filthy
1: other. So I was nervous to ask this question because I haven't looked at what his new songs on his album are because I think he opens up with one of those.
0: But normally, when people are doing a show, they usually start with the classics and then hit you with the new stuff later to be like, "See, you remember you liked that, then you'll like this too." You can't do. You can't start with you "Can't Stop the
1: Feeling" because it's just too high energy. That that can't. You can't start with that, right? I think you have to start uh, with "Sexy
0: Back" because he's bringing it back at halftime. Yeah, it's, it's a good
1: option. I just feel like, you know, with the generals, I mean, you start kind of high, then you take it down. You you build up. Right, so I guess "Sexy Back" would be a decent one to start with. I just, I don't know.
0: I what's like your favorite JT song? So we don't have Courtney here to ask her, but what, what's your favorite? Um,
1: it was probably actually one of the in sync songs. If I can't remember what it was, like a girlfriend-related song. It was like a black and white video. Are you talking Crimea River when he was solo? No, that's my but that favorite. Was, but that was a good one. Crimea River. That's the
0: Just best. One. It was that, I, like, hope d- I hope there's like rain. That'd be he's great. He's gotta do a little Crimea River, right? Listen, he's not gonna start with Crimea River, so this is not part of the question. I think he starts with sexy back, and I changed my answer because I started with like white tennis shoes, you know, whatever. But I was like, I think he starts with sexy back in a tux with a top hat or fedora or something. Interesting. I think this could be a whole look. Now, if you think that he's going to start with something kind of fun and funky. Um, maybe, uh, but even suit and tie, obviously it would be a suit and tie. Uh, yeah.
1: I don't know. I just feel like it, he's not going to start with a suit and tie just by the nature of the complexity of, of the costume change. Right.
0: And he could still wear tennis shoes with a suit or whatever. That's the style right now, which drives yes. my husband crazy by the way. So, but every time it happens <laughs> on the NFL network, he dies. Uh, but yeah, so I think this is interesting. Uh, what was the other song on? Um, sexy back but, but the other song that was really popular um i know i sat there trying i i knew
1: i should have looked up justin timberlake songs i knew this could be a question um we'll go to the next one i'm going to google right now justin timberlake songs
0: this is not one of the questions but um are you hoping there's a left shark
1: always i was a left shark for halloween because i loved it so much That's i will always I hope up. there's a left shark
0: <laughs> I think it should be a Super Bowl uh, tradition. Do you believe Janet Jackson will be there? No. Yeah. Uh, commercial questions. This is actually interesting, everybody. Which is the first animal that will appear in a commercial after kickoff? Now, this is a trick question because normally it's horses for Budweiser. Mm-hmm. But Budweiser has that stupid dilly dilly thing, which we talked about a lot on the Fantasy Alarm live feed.
1: Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say stupid. Dilly Dilly is fantastic marketing. Oh, I'm so done.
0: So anyway, you, maybe they don't do it. horses because they do Dilly Dilly.
1: I agree. I think they will stick with the Dilly Dilly. And I'm going to say it will be a bird. A bird? hmm All right. I'm going to take this as a safe approach. There may just be a bird that happens to pass by in a commercial.
0: Well, you're trying to say it's a it star. Like, uh, yeah. But although I did qualify. This says
1: appear. It just bird. says appear in a commercial. It doesn't say I agree. Featured. I think we could
0: I think we could debate this one. And I agree with you, Ashley. I'll bring it up to Howard Bender. Again, go to fantasylearn.com, and check it out. Uh, what brand is the first beer commercial after kickoff? I think it's but dilly-dilly bud I
1: do think it's dilly-dilly bud. Yeah.
0: I do. My uh, man Scott Brooks says dilly-dilly, thumbs down. Now, he might be actually uh, uh, agreeing, though, because that's what they do in the commercials. So, I don't know. That's what's so complicated. Uh, anyway. uh <laughs> okay. <would> hate Dilly <laughs> Dilly. I love it. It's uh, just, you make me chuckle. Oh. Uh, what brand is the first car commercial after kickoff? I said Lexus I John Ham. Oh. Um, but I, I think, think it could be Chevy McConaughey. Oh, could Who's be. Matthew Rep. His annoying voice. come on.
1: Um, is it Buick? I can't remember. I can't believe that's a Buick. No, but he doesn't say it like that in his
0: commercials. No, I know, be- I, know, I know. I know. Yeah. I think it'll be something American. They're going to go think very American. Americana I'm going to go Chevy. Yeah. Chevy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's not going to be Toyota. Um, okay. What is the first NBC show promo after kickoff?
1: This is us. I'm not sure it's even debatable.
0: Ex- this is what I said because they're having their special show after because you finally Super Bowl. find out
1: how Jack Pearson dies.
0: Well, I mean, we know,
1: we know, we know, but but we get uh, to see it in live time. And I love how like Crockpot and This Is Us had to basically say, "Hey, Crockpots are safe."
0: Thank you. So I said, "This is all over the internet," and Howard told me I was using spoilers. No, that's it's,
1: okay. it's kind of a no, spoiler. No, last episode, like, it shows, the, and, and plus they all their p- promos. about Crock-Pot. Yes, yeah.
0: I, thank you. No,
1: that's thank not you. a spoiler. What thank I will say is fun. that when I first moved in with my husband, we were dating at the time, but um, he didn't want me to use a Crock-Pot because he didn't like the concept of me leaving the house with it on. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, this has been like a thing for years. It's fine. And luckily he doesn't watch this as us because I'm pretty sure he would then be back on the freaked out about Crock-Pot. Situation, which I love
0: me a crockpot. Yeah, but to be fair, that crockpot was over twenty years old. It was over twenty years old
1: and was faulty. Had faulty wiring. D- did it do a little jiggle with whatever? I mean, yeah, no. Yeah, crockpots are fine.
0: They're fine, everybody. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I, I uh, did say though that you know Lady Gaga's ex fiance is on Chicago Fire, so do watch for those promos. He's cute, a little silver fox. Yes, but. uh That won't be it. That won't be it. This is us. It's period. That's all NBC's Mm -hmm. into now is this is us. It's a great show. Uh, tiebreaker. What is the total attendance announced for super super bowl 52? Um, I'm not entirely sure, but I I do know that this is exciting for the city of Minneapolis. I actually went to the University of Minnesota in Minneapolis. A lot of my friends are there and enjoying the Super Bowl festivities and what have you. And a lot of our friends in the industry are there covering the Super Bowl. We are not, obviously. This is still my apartment, still your home. Um, and uh, you know, the thing is, is that you know, it's cold there, but it's not as cold as it usually is. And everyone's complaining about it. And people in Minnesota are like, ar, ar. you know, And I love it. I think this Super Bowl yep. is going to be really fun. The city of Minneapolis is an amazing city. People are having a good time. Um, I think this is going to be also, it's funny because they're also making fun of Eagles fans because Eagle fans were so terrible to them. Uh, it's just, it's been kind of feisty for Minnesota. Minnesota is oh, usually sure. this nice place and they're being very feisty. It's,
1: uh, they are like yeah. I know that they've called for Uber drivers to purposely take Eagles fans someplace other than the stadium when they <laughs> yeah. Uber
0: it's so passive uh, aggressive, aggressive
1: Minnesota it's so it's <laughs> so great yeah I love it I'm just like oh gosh I hope that <laughs> doesn't actually happen but I love that there's comments about it I love oh yeah
0: that. and they'll act like it's. I think this it's day. here's
1: the thing it's just as sold out as any other game because let's be honest like 75% of the attendance is all corporate purchase tickets anyway so no it's fine it's a well, beautiful stadium. I drove by it. It is stunning. It is, it is beautiful. Gorgeous. It's a beautiful um,
0: stadium. Also, the Fantasy Sports Trade Association, um, which uh, I was one of the finalists with the Fantasy Alarm Show um, for the short videos that I do and then also for, um, the long form videos. And by the way, Howard Bender, my colleague and Jim Bowden, my colleague won for best radio show of the year for FSTA. But the good news is they have another awards uh, group. It's called the FSWA, which is the fantasy sports writers association. And we do have something fun for all of you that have stayed on for this long. And we should have probably set this top we'll say at the top of the next show. Um, but, uh, her fantasy football, this show, but on Sirius XM is one of the finalists for best radio show of the year. And by the way, I'm not quite sure... I mean, I don't remember any other radio show that's only on one night a week from 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern on Saturday nights being finalists for this award. This is huge. It's voted on by college professors, people outside of the industry, people that don't have any whatever. So this is actually um, a a really huge deal uh, that this show uh, is uh, a finalist. So um, I'm, I'm also a finalist for writing. Um, and video as well, uh, but the, her fantasy football. We we just do audio, so the fact that we are nominated for that is so huge, and we're very flattered. And very we just flattered. want to thank you, the listeners, because you guys have made this possible for us. Because we wouldn't even be on SiriusXM without you, right?
1: Yeah, we're so excited. We're so humbled, and it's just uh, we were very surprised. I, mean, I we're like, what? Um, yeah. <laughs> so we had <laughs> some funny text messages. That yeah. Day. Yeah. And I think the song brand was what goes around comes around. Is that the song you were thinking from the same album?
0: Oh yeah, what goes around comes around. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I was thinking about there's another uh Rock Your Body. That was not on Ooh. the list. I think Rock Your Body could be also the winner. Could be. Because be. that's a beat, but not too much. Yeah. We
1: I went agree through with a that.
0: we went through a debate at our wedding as to whether we'd play sexy back or rock your body. Sexy one back one, I think. No, it Board was Rock Project Your Body. Project. I think Rock Your Body won. I'm going to have to go back and look. They're good ones, though. So. But, yeah, so thank you, everybody. We're going to be back next week for another surprise pop-up show, but we adore you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, have fun watching the Super Bowl, you guys. Don't, don't protest it because it's the Patriots and the Eagles. Get it together. Go enjoy your clam dip. We love all of you.